Hey everybody, welcome to For the Record, episode number 42. Hope everybody is having a great week and happy Friday to everyone out there. Just one quick announcement, a band that we represent, um, while this is a podcast, a publication, all this other stuff, we love music, we love everything about it, and there are certain friends of ours who've gone on to, that we've known before or like throughout the starting process of creating shameless promotions and media, for the record podcast, all that fun stuff, and we want, we have actually taken on uh, the pleasure of representing them publicity-wise, and one of these bands is a band called Demon and Me. They've actually been on the podcast before. They did one of our earlier episodes, um, and then we recorded right after that an episode that was recapping Star Wars Episode 7 with another good friend of ours named Tyler. Um, and they released a brand new music video that I had a part in helping produce and put together a few weeks ago, I believe. If it, it feels like it was so long ago, but it may not have been all that long ago. Anyway, it... It's finally out today. It's 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 incredible. It's beyond what I, I could have ever pictured it being, and I'm, I'm so thrilled that I was able to work on it and be a part of something like this. They become family to me um, over this past year that I've been working with them, and it's crazy to think that they only started like a year ago, uh, and I'm incredibly fortunate to be working with them. So the videos for the track, Enough's Enough, the band's album, their debut record, Here's Your Way Out, will be coming out this fall. You can go onto iTunes and pre-order it. For all of that information, go to either the Standby Records website, standbyrecords.net, or go to, um, and I recommend everybody doing this so you can give them a like on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash demonandmeca, and you'll get all that information right there. All right, this episode is with another up-and-coming um post-hardcore band um, in the scene named Alteris, and they released their, um, in, a, in the tradition of um, releasing new albums, they released a brand new album today uh, called Grief, and I listened to it the other day before I spoke with the band for the podcast. It was, um, it was fantastic. It was great. It was, it was different, and I talk about this a little bit with them in this episode, how there were heavy elements of post-hardcore music in there. So you got your silver scene, you've got that that Seosin kind of feel, um, kind of along that line. And it was it was different because they they didn't really utilize screaming all that much. And for for post-hardcore music, it makes it that makes it a little bit different. And it made it, it made the obviously the melody stick out a little bit more. Um, but it was it was a nice take, and it, it was it was a fresh approach, I guess you could say. And I love screaming. I, I love all the screaming music. I love that whole that that stuff is my freaking world. I love it. Um, but this was just it was a nice little. Um, it was refreshing to hear it and to talk with them just kind of about their process and their mindset and how they um, made the album come to life. So without further ado, here's episode number 42 for the record with Alteris. Enjoy.
um, well, so I say that, um, what's funny is I say that at 1 o'clock p.m. my time, you guys are on the East Coast. Am I correct on that? Yes, sir. Cool. Um, where in where on the East Coast are you guys uh, based out of, just out of curiosity? Um, we're actually um, Ohio and Youngstown. It's uh, 4 o'clock here. At the moment. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's not so not stodgy bad. Um, like sun's still out, all that all that good stuff right now. So <laughs> that's good. Okay. Um. Oh. All right. Hold on, just one sec. All right, cool. Um. Well, I wanted to start this off and just say I um I listened to Grief, um, which will be coming out this week, and um I really liked it. It was a big. It was a big contrast to kind of some of the post-hardcore record, or the post-hardcore records that I'd heard recently. In the sense that it was, um, it was very melodic. There wasn't. Uh, I I don't really recall hearing any screaming, which I thought was. And I love I love screaming music. Um, but I it was a nice change of pace. So I I really liked that, and I appreciated what you guys did. <laughs> hang, on, hang on one second. I think we got a bad connection. Give me oh, one moment. Uh. Does that sound better? Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. All right. I can hear you now. Sorry. Cool. No worries. No, no, no worries. Um, I also had the phone kind of far away, so that could have been, um, that could have been a reason why. But um, I, um, what I was saying was basically, I just, I really, um, I appreciated what you guys did with with grief and the record that you put out. I gave it a full listen, and I really liked the, I really liked the style that you guys um, and the approach that you guys took with it in terms of. Um, post hardcore because a lot of people don't a lot of people I will see try to put in uh, screaming in all that stuff and sometimes they'll just do it for the sake of it and I really like um, the approach that you guys took with the songwriting it wasn't just if if there was like a, a heavier moment it was for the sake of the song not just because oh this will this will draw people in it'll sound cool if we do this so I I just really right, like that right. yeah um where well, thank I, you very much yeah of course um. Where did that, I guess, where did that kind of style evolve from for you guys as songwriters? Um, well, to be honest, I guess we have to credit, like, where we're from. I mean, the Youngstown area is very influential on a ton of different styles of music. There's just, it's, it's. I mean, the genres in this area are very diverse from, we play with bands that are reggae, death metal, everything like that. You can look into, I mean, even like attack attacks from our area, stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, we, we, we have to credit some of the influences from our area that we're from. Um, but another thing that we, uh, we really draw it on was um, trying to really be as honest as we could with our sound with this album in particular was um, grief is, you know, a, a very, serious thing and it's not you know the, the same for everyone it's different for me as it is for you for everyone that we know everyone grieves in a different way and um for us putting it from feelings into music was the most honest and real way that we could do it and you know that's, that's the best that we could do so i'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed it and um yeah <laughs> absolutely no i mean i think that i think that's something that's very Elemental, if that's even a word, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a word. Um, I'm I can't remember. My brain is a little fried <laughs> right now, but um, I think that's something that's very elemental of that kind of genre of that music. It's about 
I, a lot of that stuff is about dealing with, I mean, for lack of a better word, grief and getting through right. because it's it's a heavier sound. It's not full on the verge of like a breakdown, but it it's it's heavy enough and it will it'll help you get your emotions out whether you're listening to it or whether you're playing it. Um, what right. I guess what kind of if you're able to talk about it, what kind of um, experiences led to the material that you got that you were able to write about and to talk about? Um, on grief? Well, um, it, it was, I mean, like I said, we were trying to be as honest as we could. And then if you dig far enough into the lyrical content and even some of the musical content, you'll be able to pick out certain parts. Um, there was a lot of loss, uh, whether it have been from, you know, losing someone to an accident of, you know, death or whether it be just the fact that a relationship kind of fell apart. There was, um, a couple of you know major things and a lot of little things that kind of um, fueled what we had to in in the writing process. So a um, couple of relationships you know lost, a couple of um, family members lost, friends lost, um, and it's um, yeah. Like I said, we tried to make it as honest and as real as we could. So it was you know we 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 pulled from that for the most part. Definitely. I mean that's always I mean w- w- that's always a bit harder. Was there any moment? Or any track for you guys on the record that was that maybe felt more like I mean, given what you just told me in terms of material, was there anything that was maybe a bit harder to express in terms of a song, or anything that maybe gave you guys not necessarily writer's block, but just a a roadblock in like shit? How do how are we gonna say this? How are we gonna express this to people? Um, right. And come off in in the way that we want to. Right. Um. I think that uh, could ever love which is the, uh, the the single and the, the music video we released for the album. I think that that was probably our, um, I guess, our hardest. I guess, that's, I don't know if that's the right word or not, but um, um, that was, I think, one of the first tracks that were recorded for the album, and it was uh, kind of a moment, I guess, after it was recorded, and there was a little couple of tears shed after we listened to it, and it's full um, afterwards. I think that that Could Ever Love would be the, the song to go to for for that um it was yeah it was just i guess i guess that's about it for that one yeah it it hits hard basically when you listen to it because you've got that yeah i mean i I can imagine that i i've not been in a studio with a band where i've seen that moment happen um but i can completely imagine the feeling of hearing it back when it's finally mixed and it's all ready to go and you're like we we did it we got it we expressed what we wanted to and it works um right uh where did you uh, give me a little bit of a rundown of I, I guess the process in terms of um how you got uh, how basically how grief came to be in terms of i guess as as far back as you can think when the first song was written or the first ideas were conceived all the way to the like final mixing process like where did you where did you go to record it who'd you work with things like that um well big shout out to nick ingram from capitol house studios uh just outside of columbus ohio um that's where we recorded shapeshifter which is our first ep and then grief the, the lp very nice um, we worked with him with, with everything that we've done so far, and, you know, he's been great. Um, a writing and recording process that basically starts with um, an idea or an event or something that happened, whether it's lyrical content, that's just something that, you know, was started to be written by Jake or one of us, and then um, that or a guitar riff or something that starts it out and gives us a feeling that, you know, brings up some 
inner demons of some sort that we get some substance out of, um, something like that. And then it just kind of, you know, molds and evolves and we all add our little tweaks to it or add some more depth to it. And, um, it, it just kind of grows. It's, it's, it's kind of, you know, incredible to watch something grow as almost if it's a life, like a child, you, you started off as something so small as just a concept or a simple guitar riff. And then it, you know, everyone adds their, their flavor to it and their taste and it just, you know, it, it grows into something, you know, incredible and that, you know, you can look back and be proud of it. So it's, it's truly remarkable to, to be a part of it. And, you know, it's, we're really excited for it to be honest. That's fantastic. I can't wait for people to hear it when this thing drops on Friday. It's going to be, it's an, it's going to be an incredible listen for, uh, for the people who haven't heard it yet. Um, you said that, um, you guys worked with, uh, Nick Ingram. Is that, did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Um, was he your producer, or was he just, uh, or was he the the studio engineer? Um, well, we we did a lot of like a lot of pre production um, for Grief, um, as opposed to our, our EP, which was not very much. But um, a lot of pre production was involved in Grief, and then uh, Nick helped produce and uh, record it for us. So, um, yeah, big shout out to him. Nice. Um, uh, what was the question? My mind just blanked for a second. Got it. Um, now I remember what it was. Um, I, I guess what was it that Nick brought to the table in terms of helping you guys bring the record? Other than, um, I mean, you said you worked with him on pre-production and things like that. But um, uh, I guess what was his? I feel like every person that kind of is that the quote-unquote fifth member, like how the Beatles had a fifth member, um, always kind of right. leaves like a little mark um, on what on what the band does for a record and i i guess what what was nick's uh, what did what did he bring to the table for you guys as as kind of that member right um well i mean for for the most part it was you know pretty much all us like you know our what we were you know our songs everything else but um it's it's incredible to have somebody from like an outside perspective to bring you know certain points to your attention or to tweak things yeah and it's even better to have somebody like Nick who's worked with incredible artists. I mean, it's, it's the list of people he's worked with is, you know, too long to even dig deep into, but he, uh, he definitely brought, um, light to the table when, you know, things were getting dark or he, um, you know, you know, adjusted things to change, like not entirely, but like, fix certain things to make them flow together whether it you know be backtracking things like synth and pianos and stuff like that or you know it was just um you know he's just he's just a great guy and he definitely knows what he's doing so it's um it, it's great to have him in your corner especially when you're working with something as as uh as honest as grief i guess perfectly said um I wanted to next ask before we uh, we'll, we'll we'll wrap this up in a few minutes, but um, I wanted to ask uh, you guys are signed to Revival Recordings, and I was curious to know. I'm always curious to know about how I guess the relationship with bands and their label comes about as time goes on, because everybody has everybody's got a different relationship with with a label, much like they would with the producer or things like that, because it's another it's another team player in essentially the vision yeah, yeah. that they are. Um, what uh how did the relationship with revival recordings come about and what um i I guess what drew you to them all right so um we we had a couple authors from the labels and um and really want to like work 
Uh, I think uh, uh, you're cutting out a little bit, Zach. Uh, I'm not sure. I can. I can't completely hear you. Are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Now I can hear you. Okay. Um, we had, like I said, we had a couple of other offers on the table from other labels, and um, it, it it didn't really work out. I guess um, just just with the other labels, and um, we actually had. Uh, um, our manager, uh, Nick Mishka with 10 and 8 management, he had, uh, it pushed us towards, uh, revival with, uh, Sean Milk from Alasana, who, you know, like co-owns the label. And, um, it, it took a while. They weren't really interested at first. And then I think, I forget what it was. Um, I actually think it was could ever love that, um, Sean heard it and I guess he, he really enjoyed it and really liked it. Um, and then he, he came back with us for the deal and, um, it was, you know, very like artist friendly, and they, they really, um, what's the word? They really wanted to work with us, not like work against us, which was kind of like the other deals felt like they were. Yeah. Um, and everything since, you know, starting to talk to them has been nothing but real and honest um, communication, which is, you know, all we can ask for, and everything that we've brought to the table to them they've you know gone with and helped us with it and everything that they've brought to us has been you know helpful towards us instead of you know just benefiting them in a certain way so it's they're just they're genuine real people who have been on both sides of the fence like sean's been touring with all for like 11 or 12 years so he yeah. knows the artist side of it and now he's on you know the business side of it as well and so it's it's very nice to have someone in in your corner who's who's got both sides of you know of the business under his belt it's um it, it's it's been you know everyone that works for revival has just been very nice and very helpful towards us as well so it's it's it, we couldn't be happier with who we signed with absolutely yeah alisana has been that band has been around forever and they're still like they're still yeah, putting dude. out great music which is awesome um yeah that's great that you guys i mean that's that's i mean you said it best it's great that you have someone in your corner that has experience just I, I mean in both worlds because it's really hard to find someone who can do that um so it, and it's always right. it's always a special feeling when you can bring that person on um we'll wrap this up uh, really quickly thank you so much again for your time i really do appreciate it um the yeah, last yeah man um the last uh, two questions i give it this preface i ask this to every musician that i interview it's kind of like the I've sort of dubbed it like the almost famous questions. If you've ever seen that movie, he asked like the, um, <laughs> what do you love most about me? Like that whole question at the end of it. So they're broader, but yeah, um, they close the interview in a good way. So the first question is what kind of message, if you have one, would you like fans to walk away with after listening to your music? Um, whether it be listening to the record or the, you know, EP that we put up before, or even coming to see us live, um, as long as you leave with some type of feeling, whether it be anger or happiness, relief, whatever it may be, um, you know, we're up on stage giving it our all, whether it's to nobody in the crowd or to, you know, a packed house. We, we give it our all every single night, every time we perform. And, and if anyone feels anything, it's, that's, that's all we can ask for. If you get some type of relief, if you can let something out that you've been building up or if you can just cry with us, we're a bunch of sad boys. Like we cry on stage sometimes <laughs> ourselves. Like if, if, if you feel something with us, that's, that's all we can ask for. 
Beautifully said, and I, I have to make one comment. So I, I do outside of the site, um, which it, it's where it's, it's sort of starting to become part of the site. In addition to covering shows and the podcast and stuff, I've been doing publicity for a few bands, and one of the bands that I work with is called Demon and Me, and they refer they they refer to themselves as like sad boys and and as a sad band, like you said. And they made a comment the other day because of something that some girl said, and they want to refer to themselves now as the sad dads. Because they like think that they're they talk about themselves like they're dad rock sometimes and they're and some girl said that and they're like, We need to be called the sad dads now. We have to put that on shirts. We have to and I'm just like, No, you you can't do that. But it's really <laughs> fucking funny. Um well, that was very well said. And the last question, I know this is very broad, but what does music mean to you? Um, I mean, for me personally it's it's very different for the rest of the guys. Some some of them may, you know, agree on certain points some of them may disagree on certain points i know that one thing that we all do agree on for sure is is that um for as long as i can remember and as for as long as the other guys can remember that music has always been a part of our lives um ever since for personally when i was little like my dad raised me on 80s hair metal fucking motley crew kiss you know whatever it may be and i i just remember that that's you know what mattered to me most was making music, performing music, and just being a part of it, whether it be just going to local shows or, you know, buying tickets to, you know, a headlining, like, major event at an arena close to us. It's it's something that we've all been a part of for as long as we can remember, and it's something that we'd like to be a part of for, you know, as long as we can be. So, um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, thank, man, Zach, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to speak with you, and um, I'm looking forward uh, to have everybody checking this out. The album comes out on August 5th, and we'll get this over to you guys. Um, I'm going to try and get this up um, as soon as possible, definitely before the release, and then I'll send that over to you guys when it's ready. Awesome. You're the man. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a good one, man. Take care. All right. Take it easy. You too.